Hello, hello people. My name is Ayomide Fadmi. And my name is Wansaletia. Welcome to A Flight From Africa podcast. On this journey, through the lens of all the identities we behold, we share our stories, our truth, and how we leave our differences. In the world that taught us being too different, it's not welcome. So journey with us right here on this flight. A, a Flight From, from Africa! Africa. Hello people, how are you guys doing? Yes, yes, yes. I know you guys, uh, it's been a long week already. Uh, <laughs> for you, I mean for the people. For the people mm. and for me, mm. well, everybody else. Uh, it's been a long week. But hey, we're glad to be back. I hope you guys missed us, mm. right? Mm. I hope you guys listened to our podcast. Mm. And if you haven't, hey, check in, type it. It's Life from Africa. Right on every streaming platform that stream podcasts, we're on there for you guys to listen. So check us out and have check fun. But I mean, you can see it. We're excited about today. Um, we're you're be- excited. What is the excitement? I can't hear. <laughs> Come on now. I'm excited. I'm excited. She's hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, caused it. Wait, yeah, I'm she, tired. she took my energy. So I don't know what's going on. Why are you blaming um, me? Why am I taking the blame? <laughs> so these people are like these girls have not even started their podcast and they're telling us the issue of their life. Like, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Issues. So that's the good thing though. Um, what uh, what happened this weekend? I feel like you've been busy. Like, how's your week been? It's been good actually. It's been really? great. It's been okay. great, but so tiring. So 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 tiring. But guys, I'm still here recording this episode because you guys are too special to me for me to disrespect you like that you can hear in my voice i feel so sick (laughs) (laughs) ah tia it's okay but hi guys welcome back to another episode of the fly from africa podcast um if you're listening to us right now we sound calm i know this is not our usual energy but please i'll take a screenshot and tag us on your Instagram. Put it on your story at Fly From Africa Podcast on our Instagram. Please, like Tia said, subscribe to us on any platform you're listening to us. Give us a comment. Give us a review. Let us know what you think. Like, are we like bad girls? I was going to yeah. use the wrong word. I was like, <laughs> change whatever you were going to say to girls. But are we bad girls or are we good, good girls? girls. Is it fun listening to us, or do you get angry just angry, listening, just to, our listening to our voices? You know what I mean? Yeah. Go review us, I beg. Yeah, follow us. Like you said, I mean, it won't be any harm. Mm-hmm. You'll be doing yourself a favor, yeah. honestly. So, that's, yeah. that's the stuff. Mm-hmm. But my yeah. week was good, though. It was so stressful, and I, I have gist for you for the week, but how was your week? <sighs> my week was great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know... First, I just want to say thank you to God for saving my life. You almost died. Yes. Jesus. (laughs) Well, I've been sick since, like, Mm. forever, and I couldn't get off the bed because, yeah, I I don't know, maybe it was COVID, (laughs) because that was every symptom, everything was it. But if you have an African mother, we would prescribe her own herbs for you, Mm. and that helped. And then also I had some t-shirt orders to do, Mm. And my car has been giving me some type of attitude <laughs> at the attitude. same time. <laughs> yes. Um, but I had to go get the the people t-shirt and everything. Mm-hmm. On my way to the... Because I did a t-shirt. It was a family... Uh, like there was, somebody passed away. Mm-hmm. So I did a t-shirt for them. 
and I was trying to take it to them, and they were like an hour away. <sighs> my car is not that car that's going to drive an hour away. I don't know how God did it, but then you know how sometimes when you're driving, you have emerging lane, you're emerging into the traffic. Mm-hmm. So the truck was coming. He knew I was emerging into the traffic. I mean, I don't know. Something just told me turn wow. back. It felt like the car I was going to be crushed. I already saw my life flash in front of me. Like, <laughs> you said life like, flash. Like, yeah, I saw that, and then mm. I turned. When I turned, means the the truck was right, like that's crazy. And something just told me hit your, you know, your accelerator, a and big I, break. No, your accelerator. Oh, so you can move fast. Before, yeah, wow. the way I hit that thing, that's crazy. Man, I, Tally, I was like, Lord, thank you for today because yeah. I don't really know how that was going to be, but I'm so grateful to God. He's always on time, mm. you know. And thank for thank good God for the Holy Spirit, you know, that we have within us. Yeah, uh, you know who's taking us through our journey because right. I, I don't know I, I was thinking about I had other things to talk about I'm like Luz, it's not important right now what's important is like the goodness of God mm, and the how goodness he, he God. has been yeah yes God so yeah I'm, I'm just grateful to God for who he is hey. for being our father mm. who loves us despite our like I, I won't say I've been obedient to his you know yeah. to everything mm. but the fact that he still loves me mm. and still see me as worthy you know yeah so to give me another opportunity to life yeah. mm. congratulations grateful. on being alive wow that's a heavy week <laughs> my, i was like lord Damn. thank you life of but an yeah. entrepreneur like even though you're tired you still get to you know deliver what you need to I deliver did. even though you're sick you still I'm get to get the job like, done multiple stuff you can't call off of work yeah, yeah. yes that's Thank crazy. Thank you. I'm, I have a good boss who told me to stay at home. I mean, because COVID, mm-hmm. all of that. And I work from home most of the time anyway. Mm-hmm. So that was like a plus for me. Yeah. yeah. And I was talking about your entrepreneur business. You know, like how somebody has order. You can't just yeah. call in. You can, you can you, tell you them, like. You gotta do the job. Yeah, you can say, oh, no. I mean, oh, no, as in, <laughs> what, what? You need the money. You need to get stuff done, too. Right. So, yeah, I like the fact that when people order, if I do family, if they want their t-shirt done for weddings and mm. stuff, I do that. And then I also have regular designs that people can just order. Yeah. I sell other stuff, too. Right. So I love your yeah. designs, by the way. Yeah. Not because you're a sister, but I absolutely. They're gorgeous. Like, you see my phone? Like, uh, let, let me let me show off real quick. So, you know, I ordered my phone from me, right? My phone case. And yeah. at the back, it says, pretty, black, and educated. So, every time I have my phone on me and somebody, like, asks me something on my phone, I would literally raise that phone <laughs> for, high. For them to see so that, that they part. Can, they can see the back. <laughs> like, oh, that is so pretty. Cute. I like your phone. I'm just like, yeah, my friend, my friend. Like her company, she designed it. It's like, let me give me space to show off. Show off, like, hey, yeah, the designer is my friend. Like, me, I know people. Thank you for the love. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for you know trusting the tears, the tear boutique brand because you deliver because you're good at it. So now it's your it's your skills, girl. She's yeah. me now. I don't know how to act. Okay, okay. good. <laughs> so yeah, you know, yeah, you say you had like a long week. I can tell. Yeah, I'm very tired because I was at the soccer game thing, the three okay. day all yeah. soccer so game, the Nigerian all soccer game in Atlanta, and whew, it was tiring. But I had so much life lessons that I learned mm. right there. It was three days, but it was just. Because my sister has a catering business, right? Okay, yeah. And she has, like, a a restaurant. 
right and that was them they were she she was in charge of delivering food oh. like it's like it was like a pop-up restaurant at oh, that event. Kind of like a pop-up shop. Yeah. Okay. But so you have multiple restaurant. vendors too. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. It was. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a couple more vendors for okay. the food, like restaurant-wise. And mm-hmm. so for her, she had like multiple events that day that she had to be at and take her people there too. So I, um, I mean, because I when she started a company, I was like managing the, the restaurant for her. Okay. So I had to come through, leave everything I was doing and come through for her. So but she that, can cook. That's what she's telling us. Oh, she cooks the food. I'm talking about but you But I can too. cook. If you're looking for wife, just so you know, I can cook. This time I'm not a woman who says she's single, right? She's, at least she's putting it out there. I said a wife. So that, that's implying, hey, I'm oh available. Oh my gosh. Thank God. Yeah. This so, is not me. But if you're looking for a wife, I can cook. But I, I guess that's not the only reason you want me. I'm many more things, but I can cook Amen too. to that. So um, we, we, my sister and I, were the one who took the food there for the three days. And, mm-hmm. you know, because I was business, I was taking there. And the most important thing to us was to get the money out of your pocket, was to make sales. That's what you do that was the goal. in a business, making sales. So you're thinking customer service, how can you deliver, how can I get money out of their pocket? But even though we're thinking about that, we're still being us. Just the word nice yes, girls, so, yeah. you know, we. this is what we do. We know how to just do good customer service. But the thing is, that made us so humble. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a dress. I'm not in heels. I'm not speaking English. Just, yeah. I'm not talking about my extra careers. You yeah. know, I'm not talking about all these huge things that we put in our head without knowing. It was Definitely. us in our most humble state because what we came to do there is sales. So we had to throw everything away. So all we were representing is the restaurant and the, the food. food. Yeah. But because of that, I saw men in the best way. I've never seen men in my life. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was this just A young perspective. men. perspective you know who are just they give you there is no packaging mm, the packaging was off they give you all that they were right there wow. and so it taught me something about women and humility you know yeah. the pride we take with us sometimes without knowing because yeah. imagine me if I met a guy in the club or somewhere you know and I have my heels my dress he too probably come, he's come he's coming like to that, his own packaging like true, yeah true. right but me and my humble states, like there was, they know nothing about me yet. Yeah. There was something about me they wanted to get to know. You know, wow. these people that were asking for my number, it's not because Ooh, of numbers. So she got now one. Okay, these this people. She, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it was just, it was just good lesson. Like imagine going into the world, meeting men in their original state because you've been so humble about mm. who you are. It just, it, it's just a different perspective. Like and how men are just different people to us they're built different women will built different and they're people who enjoy respect because that the biggest lesson from there is if you want to make peace with a man just give him respect oh wow so funny me and somebody were talking about that like this like last week mm-hmm. about respect men their respect they just it's like, internal ego yeah. it's what it is it's naturally built we can argue with it all we want that's how they're made. Mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to make partnership or just be peaceful or make sales or do anything with that man, yeah, I know all I have to give is respect. respect. What is respect that I cannot give to yeah. somebody else? Mm, so, so wow. Uh, what about you carrying something out head, yeah, like creating trouble? Nah, no, well, you yeah, don't need all instead that. Instead of just respecting, and you, you hey. know, there's other side too. Mm-hmm. But some people will argue that some men, even if you give them respect. 
Oh, me, I'm talking about actual men. Ooh. Me, they're boys. They're men. You heard that. Respect. And, men, and, not boys. Mm-mm. And this is a disclaimer. I don't want to generalize, but when I talk, I'm not talking about every general man. I'm talking from my perspective, a majority oh, of the men mm. I have seen from my perspective. Okay. So That's fair enough. Yes, ma'am. Yes, okay, yes. So that's that's, that's my week. That's great. I'm. Uh, hey, you heard it all. Um, <laughs> but while in, in the joyfulness of all of this, mm. we also want to. Um, if you guys know, we introduced uh, added something to our podcast, which yes. is a little fun game, mm-hmm. and where we share two th- truth in a lie. Yep. And <laughs> I was today, I hope you. She think I cheated the last time. You did though. I she didn't. Did. See, okay, forgot. I'll go first, you know, because I'm not a cheater, you know? You're not. I, yeah. But you're not. You just so, trust me sometimes. You're not a cheater. So, um, hmm, so I don't know. Man, I thought I had it, though. Two truth and a lie. Mm. Okay. Don't make it easy. I made it to the state playoff while playing soccer in high school. I believe that. <laughs> um, I dated a Mexican while I was in high school. Cute. <laughs> and I played tennis while I was in high school. That's very possible too. But let me before I answer your thing. Let me the first time I saw you, mm-hmm. you were playing soccer with a bunch of guys, <laughs> and I was like, "Who is this woman?" And every, every time they want to play soccer, they always come in to find you. I was like, "Who is this woman?" The guys are always looking for in soccer. You were just known as that soccer girl. So the first one is probably definitely true. True. Okay. Right, because you're very good at it. Even okay. the men respect you. They like ah, this one. You play with guys. It's so funny. It's crazy. <laughs> um, the second part, he did it in Mexican. I mean, y'all by the word gay. Y'all date. You date China. You date. Oh my God. <laughs> I dating them all. So, um, what's the last one? Before I choose that tennis, to, I have to wait up because you're a sports girl, so it's very hard. But then I know you be dating, you date uh, teen, tall, fat, thick, everything. <laughs> so wait, let me do mini mini mani mo, mini mini mani mo. Teacher say donkey say mini mini mani mo. <laughs> wait, there's no way you like combine tennis and soccer, right? I don't know. Ah, you didn't date. Ah, wait, wait. You probably dated a Mexican. Hold on. <laughs> and I love this. Wait. It's not easy for her this time. Tennis, though. You're a sports girl. You didn't play tennis. I didn't play tennis. That's a lie. I played tennis. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I played tennis for a little short time. Oh, my gosh. Teach me. Yeah, I played tennis for a very short time. Uh-huh. But I didn't date a Mexican. The Mexican. The Mexican. Tennis was like my, my engineering prof- teacher wanted me to play. He was a coach for tennis. Oh, nice. So since I was into sports, I uh-huh. ran track soccer. Uh-huh. So those two things. So he told me I should do tennis. I played uh-huh. for a little while. Uh-huh. You know, he would take me for, yeah. But... I wasn't. I was interested, but I had other things on my plate. Wow! So I didn't miss the candle. I was. I, mean, very, I thought you were a giver. I was, the very, word. You I was give. very pill. Eh? Mm. I thought you were a giver. You give, give <laughs> world cultures or background. You're just sharing. No, you but, share to the world. But I'm open to the anyway. Eh, you see you smiling. Talking about me, I just smile. Is this what you want to use your life for? You see this one? Please don't listen to this. <laughs> it comes to no, because I didn't laugh. 
I didn't make it easy for her this time. The last time was easy. She could just guess. So this one, because she, you know, I can date any, you know, other race. So I just want to see if she was, yeah, she's going to fall for it and she fell for it. <laughs> right. You're happy now? I'm happy. Yeah, I'm good for you, good for you. Okay, come on. You're so smart. You're just smart. You're talking about men. You said men like this. No, you're just I'm talking about God. <laughs> God probably wherever he's like uh, folding his hands and nodding yeah, his head I'm like that. You know, his goodness. Ah, what's his son? You're lost. You've got to you. But it's okay. So, like, what's the way? I don't know. I'm struggling though. Um, uh, I'm struggling. My favorite color is pink. Pink. Hmm. I used to weigh 122 pounds. And a whole Hmm, what's the last thing? Oh. I didn't end up watching uh, Squid Game. You know the Squid Game? I don't really know what that is. Oh, God, is. okay, I'll take that out. Because are you evil in the world? Are you following <laughs> what is going on in life? I am. Oh. I, but... That means peer pressure has nothing on you. Because the way the world is pressuring every single person to watch Squid Game, and you've not what watched Squid Game. Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. okay, don't let me deviate. Let me think of the third one first, and then I'll explain Squid Game to you. It's so hard, man. What's the last thing? Ah. Mm. Hold on. She's thinking. Mm. She's trying to make it harder for me. Mm. I've never double dated. Ooh. Okay. You never double dated. Um. That's a lie. And I've never double dated. That's a lie. So yes. you're just you're calling me a giver. That I give everybody. I give two together. Is that what you're saying? Man, what? But wait, though. We've had a conversation about dating multiple people. Remember? Mm, I don't remember. Like, <laughs> What's your answer? Going? For pink doesn't look like a favorite color. <laughs> I didn't really see you in pink. I know you don't see me. Pink, what are you talking you. about? Wait. Have you been to my room? Mm. Have She's you seen my towel? Talk. Have you okay, seen for, all that I For own? example, okay, number one, she was once 122. I can say that's the truth. Um, You say you have never double dated? Mm-hmm. That's a lie. You have. Okay. Going. Going. Gone. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite color is not, not pink. pink. I, I know. It's clicking in my head like, no, yeah. not pink though. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I was just telling you. I don't see you as pink. I see really? you as black. Jesus. The black, disrespect. Blue. <laughs> blue. Definitely. I don't think I owe oh, the jeans. Blue. Purple. Yeah. Yeah, you, I purple. See you I love purple. purple. Yeah. I see you. Also, that's colors. my favorite color. So, pink, I was going to say no, but the double day I was gonna say no on that one too because we talked. Yeah. You know we're talking about that dating thing. Yeah. I'm like, you know. Yeah, give me people. my twenty dollars. <laughs> she she got didn't me get it right. because pink was even. I'm like, no, pink yeah. is not. But even I have her so color. much pink. That's it, the thing. It don't strike. You don't strike me as a pink person. Really, mm-hmm. I don't strike myself. But then I went to my room yesterday, and that's why I kept saying I'm gonna say this on the podcast. Mm. And then I realized I have bed sheets, my my jacket. My like fall jacket that's not the the big jacket the sweater, yeah. my towel everything is pink. pink. I'm like I didn't do this on purpose, but why do I my PJ like what I used to go to bed it's all pink. Oh, wow. And I'm like wait what? I, 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 yeah. This I, is not on purpose. I'm not that female who, who's into pink. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how people. Uh, 
I guess it just happens because that was like, not my intention no, either. Mm -mm. I'm like, uh, what's wrong with females with pink? Be I was a tomboy, so pink uh, wasn't. I, I wasn't carried away by pink mm. <laughs> at all. <laughs> I wear my blue, red. I'm good to go. My pants. I wear my pants. I was good okay. to go. Mm -hmm. Dresses were my thing. Yeah. Until now, uh. thank God for His doing. I love my dresses. Um, but yeah, I was just a normal person. I'm still that normal person. I just like normal. wearing my jeans. You normal. I'm normal. Yeah, far too normal. Right? But it's okay. So yeah. Um, but that was a good one though. And today I'm really excited about what we're going to be talking about. Me too. To be honest. Because that's something that we deal with as Africans. That's mm. something, it's kind of like normalized. Mm. You know, it's mm. normalized not to talk about. It's kind of like a taboo. Mm. And I feel like, Why? And wow. people get offended people too. People get offended when you talk about it. Mm. And then there's this whole thing about saving face and family names and all of that. And I'm happy that we decided to talk about it. Do you guys want to know what we're talking about? What are we talking about? Sexual abuse. Mm. I know, right? You guys are like, wait, what? Sexual abuse? Like, that's not what we What about hear. it? I mean, I mean, if you, you grew up in an African household, um, not just in the African household, but in general, that's yeah, something no. mm -hmm. people don't want to talk about. If you even look at the whole Me Too movement, mm -hmm. people started coming out later on mm -hmm. to talk about their experiences because of like the stigma, you know, the, the stigma that society have had about victims, you know, it was always complicated. Like we don't believe them, you know, or the, or the, because of the way they dress. That's why the men did what they did and all of those things. When it's like, no, that's not the case. We can't just blame a woman for that. What's about a child who was in their home and trusted this uncle, mm -hmm. but he took advantage of her? Or what's yeah. about this little boy who trusted the housemaid, mm -hmm. but she started abusing him once yeah. he, while he was younger too? Mm. Sad. What, what would you say? Is it the way he dresses? Mm. Because the housemaid might have been the person putting clothes on him while he was young. Or this younger one knew, oh, this is my mom's brother. He's uncle to me. And then... Grooming. Yeah. Mm. And then it happened. So I just feel like um, the way people just generalize these things. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't analyze things. I like to analyze things. But, you know, as somebody, even though I have my emotional side, you cannot just present a case to me based on emotions. I'm sorry. You feel like I'm brutal, I'm brutal in the way I approach things. Sometimes I'm having a conversation with somebody... Like the other night, I was having a conversation about something like this, and he was like, "I don't know why you you seeing you're not seeing it from the other perspective." I'm like, "That's the point. That's the point. Everybody see it see it from. Mm. I want to see it from like okay, and let me take my emotion out of it or my experience out of it. Mm. Let me see it for what it is. Mm. You know, what's the point of this person coming out? Is it to get justice? But they're not gonna get justice." then what's the point? Because it, it doesn't look good on other people who have gone through that, who mm. want justice. But if you're coming out, you don't want justice, but you just want to say because, which is good, but I'm like, what's the point? Because we need to set like a goal for that. Mm. So I'm happy that we're talking about this. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but what do you think about this topic? Yeah, I think um, it's very, to personally, Yeah. this is a very sad topic to talk about. It's very emotionally draining. 
thinking about the culture around it, the truth around it, the storytelling around it, the way it's also taken, like when you talk about it, the way people receive what you say about it. It's so sensitive. It's so emotionally draining. It's so sad, too, about how everywhere in the world, you know, it's just, even though it's general how everybody takes the story of sexual assault slash harassment, for me, because I can only say mostly my story from where I'm coming from, right? Because I am coming from an African household, yeah. I can really say about how it is much more uh, not easily told. Mm. So, so do um, you think, in from an African perspective, from growing up in an African household, it's not like a norm to come up and say to uh, share your to sexual share your sexual assault uh, story? No. Interestingly, and remember, we really started this, this podcast, podcast because, because of, of that, that conversation. <laughs> yes. Because that day, I realized all my college friends, I was having conversations with them, and I'm talking about all my, um, like, Nigerian-American, like, yeah. uh, Liberian-American, my friends that are, like, African descendants that yeah. were born somewhere in Africa and migrated to the U.S., I ask them, we get to that stage where we're comfortable sharing our childhood, our mm-hmm. stories, and literally every single person. As a sexual assault, this is, I'm not exaggerating, literally every single person has a sexual assault or harassment story to share. Can you imagine And that? sometimes, like, they were like, even when they were younger, it didn't seem, even though it hurt them, it did, they were not in a space where it was okay for them to share it. And so now as older people, we we are more comfortable sharing our truths to each other. We're like, ah, I went through this, and somebody is like, yes, me too, I went through that me too. too, and we're all like, all of us, all, all of, of these people. Yeah, that, that is crazy. That is crazy, and it's very tough to talk about it as somebody who have experienced that. Mm. You know, these days I'm able to talk about it. I mean, I don't really care. I was young, maybe let enough good five year old. Mm. Um, I had this person who worked for my dad at the time because my dad was a physician, mm. so he owned like a clinic in Cote d'Ivoire. Mm. So you know, and I come from school. I'm a daddy's girl, so as young as I was, my daddy gave me this power to speak my mind. Hey. But for some reason, you know, and that's why, funny enough, I don't like going to people's houses to sleep over. I don't mm. do sleep over. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't do that. Oh, yeah, not African child. It's okay. That's right? most African child. I don't do that anymore. Mm. But because of this person was working for me, and it's not her fault. It's the fact I went to visit, you know, I trust that, fam- you know, kind of like a family because you're working for my dad, right? So it's like a trusted mm. person. That's crazy. And, you know, I went to stay over to a place. I slept over that night. And some of the boys that were living with her, they did that to me and that felt like yeah and i don't know i i blinked out like for i don't think it was recently i told my parents right and i and my dad was like if you're gonna tell me i'm gonna kill somebody because hmm. i know my dad is not like the normal african parent hmm. that people experience hmm. and my mom also when i told her she also started telling me about her experiences hmm. And I'm like, wow, this is like a circle that keeps going. Yes. Right? It and, is. And I told her, and she know I'm like, I think I'm like the, out, I don't want to say outcast, but like the one that is not, that doesn't fit into societal pressure, mm. right? Because I don't care what society have to say. But for the longest, I always felt like, oh, should I talk about this? How is it going to look? What people think? But I, I don't care. I, God is doing his healing. Mm-hmm. Um, changes changes are happening in my life mm. which, which i'm happy about i'm open yeah. to talk about it and i've I even spoke to you about it yeah and 
it's always an emotional thing when you recount that because that's something you have to live with all the time you know you close your eyes you see that mm. you know you go to sleep you see that mm. and sometimes you become so defensive or mm. overprotective i don't want to say overprotective because you still have to protect yourself or mm. protective mm. of that that has affected me in the way i dress um I don't, I don't want, um, I'm not giving in to people who said the way you dress is what it is because mm. I was like five or six mm. and that happened. So mm. when you say the way I dress, that's mm. why somebody decided to take advantage of mm. a, a five or six year old. That's crazy. Uh, you, do you know what I mean? So, um, and that's it. And that, I feel like that's a problem. Every, most of the African household, things like this happen and people like, because of the environment for me, I feel I just blanked out. That's why I didn't talk about it. But as, as I started getting older and I started getting the flashback, and I, it started affecting my life, like, mm. personally or even in dating, mm. I feel like, okay, this is the time to like, just talk about this. And my parents were shocked because I'm somebody who talk about anything. I speak mm. my mind. So for that to be held back, I remember telling my dad, he was just shocked hearing that. And... It, it just it just changed for me it, it did crazy. and a lot of people go through that um mm. every single day right. and not just girls but boys too absolutely. go through that absolutely. And, and they're taking advantage of yeah and it's not an easy thing mm-hmm. to go through because yeah. you even while you're married people be like pray yes you pray but that doesn't mean that flash is going to go away true that's something you have to pray. deal with yeah. what's, no please stop okay i'm i'm I have a relationship with God. I am Christian, definitely, but I don't. God, as and and this is to my faith believing people. Mm-hmm. God has blessed us with so much resources. Thank you. He gave us therapies for a reason. Therapy, you oh think you God, sat down you and made that. therapies by yourself? Yes. These are the blessings of God, the knowledge, the understanding to create. He has blessed us with all these um, things that we can use to our help, and then we're still waiting on god to come down himself and be the help to us when he has blessed us all around us even the bible says what you know how it says whatsoever you do to the rest of my brother something like yeah. that you have done unto to me, me yeah. because we humans we are representation of god yeah. yes. and then god is not gonna come, come down by himself heaven. so yeah. you say pray about it of course pray about good. everything but look at the resources god has That's blessed you, you with yeah. Therapy helped because the person uh, before I got into the relationship that I, I'm in, mm. that's the first thing out of the gate. I haven't felt so comfortable talking mm. to somebody like that, even though I dated other people. That was something I conceded. I didn't talk about it because I felt like they weren't going to be prepared for that. Mm. But this person, because they were my friend, you know, my friend first before even thinking about, before I even talk about, thought about dating. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing off the gate I said. The first thing the person told told me was therapy. Mm. Suggested therapy for me and that helped mm. a lot because mm. I started going to therapy um, and it felt good going to therapy and just talking about the issue issues and stuff and it been helping me it been helping me so anybody that I, and people don't have the resources not everybody have insurance to you know you you know have that therapy session yeah or have the money to go you know just separately Mm-hmm. But another thing people don't know, if you're in colleges, they have therapists, right? Mm-hmm. They have that counseling, mm-hmm. right? It is free for you because you're in school. You're basically paying for it, right? Right. 
and that's that's what people don't know he actually pointed that to me and like wow. oh do you know in school and i was going to therapy while i was in college <laughs> and people don't know because when you see me you just see smile on my face mm. you just feel like everything is well because she's bubbly she's smiling mm. and she's mm. positive which is good but internally i was dealing with something more than just you know going and taking a test and stuff mm. so that was uh, that was something i feel like that's what because statistics show that um three out of um, okay Two out of three girls under the age of 12, yes, are molested, like sexually like abused. Like in general, in the in, world? Yes. Oh, wow. And That's then crazy. you also have, uh, for boys, they say one out of 53 are, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I'm sorry. It because, because men are not going to come out. Mm-hmm. Boys are not going to come out. Yeah, research you know, limitation. And people wonder, yeah. like, I remember watching this film where this guy was attracted, was into uh, older women. Mm. Well, because his friend mother molested him, mm-hmm. took advantage of him when he was a boy. Mm. And she was sleeping with him, told him she loved him, you know. So all he, he didn't have any feelings for young girls his age. Mm. All he had was for older women. So think about that, and that's something how African men go through every single day. Mm-hmm. But they don't talk about it because in our society, we think that men are meant to be strong. They don't have emotions, which is a lie. Mm-hmm. They have emotions. Mm-hmm. We should allow them to express themselves. We shouldn't cut them off and feel like we are the only one who have the expression or the emotions. We don't give them the opportunity to express themselves, to tell us what's going on deep down inside. And sometimes when they share their experiences, we feel like they are weak. No, that's not weakness. That's being strong. Wow. So I, I that that's another thing too. Um, yeah. This one is really deep to me. Yeah. Like it hit home for me because that's something I, I go through every single day. Mm. Um, but God is faithful. God always, is faithful. Yeah. And you were talking about men. Yeah. And I, I have a perspective to say about them. But before I to go to men, I want to talk about even me yeah. and girls, right? So you are like, now you're in that stage where you can share your story. Yes. There's still some of us where we still don't know how. how to. I mean, for me, right, I carried not just my experiences, but the truth of my friends because they constantly share their agony when, when we go to a stage, right, of yeah. our life where, like, we're at 17, so yeah. many of my friends are already sharing their sexual assault journey with me. And the harassment I have seen, and I'm yeah. carrying all of this, but yet I didn't have the confidence to tell anybody. Else. And mm. I don't feel like I needed to tell anybody, except maybe I'm having this conversation with my sister and mm. we're sharing experiences and how similar it has That's been. Yeah. And even though we're sisters, we never knew, told each other as kids. Of what happened. Right? And mm. now as older women, because we're now more comfortable and we're more enlightened, and we now realize it's okay to, to have... It passed through whatever you passed through and now we're now sharing but the thing is even me even when i knew it was okay i was still not confident yeah so i had to think of a poetry because that mm, was my way, way of expressing because now my story wow. was not just mine it was mine and all of my friends so when people hear my poetry sometimes they're like so have you gone through assault or harassment before i would say no comment because i was not on that stage to say the truth Dude, about my journey yet wow. because it takes a lot to be comfortable enough or confident enough to share the truth of your journey. Yeah. So for me, it was only poetry. So because poetry, you don't know what the truth is. In writing, so you yes. don't know if it's the true story or not. You don't know what has been taken out, what has been added. But I enjoyed that because 
I wasn't sure and I didn't know how to share the details. So my question for you is, so how do you, is it necessary to be at that stage where you should be comfortable to share your sexual assault or harassment story? And how do you get that confidence to do it? Um, I think it, it is necessary. It is necessary to, because um, you, you're taking that burden off yourself. Okay. Funny enough, a um, couple of nights ago, like somebody that I, well, you know, we work in the organization, she worked with me, with the organization, my nonprofit. Somebody um, actually called me, because she, she she didn't expect me to also express, tell her about my experience. She called me, she would ask me questions, she's like, I don't want you to be a Christian-y, because you know, they, they consider me to be like this Christian, right? I want you to be logical hmm. and helping with the situation. And lo and behold, she would tell me about her sexual abuse experience hmm. in her house. From a family member and you know and then after she talked she asked me about help what are the things first thing I thought was therapy therapy was the first thing and she tell me like oh I don't you know I don't want to go into that but she told me about her experiences and then she didn't expect me to tell her oh I've gone through this too so I understand where you're coming from I understand the thing that and I know you've been told pray which is good. God said pray about it. Pray without, you know, season, right? So pray about it to give you the strength to overcome this mm. burden, this thing. But also, I told her forgive. For me, what helped was, because at first, forgiveness, like, I was like, oh, if I meet this person, I'm going to do this to this person. Mm. Um, and that was a burden on my heart. Mm. And it put that whole screen on my heart to what's meant to. Mm. People read me differently. They feel like I like men, you know, I want to know. I'm looking at you in my head. I'm like, you guys are just cruel. You guys are rapists. You guys are, you know, I have all type of views about men. Hmm. So that was very destructive for me because I started viewing everyone like that. Hmm. Right? But, but my dad wasn't like that. Hmm. So if I'm saying that, that means I'm putting my dad into the category. Hmm. Instead of generalizing, right, everybody got in the same box. Um, they're like all of them are the same this is who they are but i had to think about the father that i had who was who won't take stuff like that so i had to think about it and i i remember talking to a pastor once and she offered me a couple of books to read which hey that was her approach which hmm. is like you have to forgive the person and for them to that way they don't have the power over you right so i had to think about it um and that also helped. But the fact that I was able to talk to somebody and they told me therapy, and I has, I had some type of views. You know, we Africans, when it comes to therapy, we feel like, well, they won't understand us. No, they don't understand us. They don't know what we're going through. No, sometimes you just need somebody to talk to about the issues and they will help you. They'll tell you, you know, it's not like it's going to go away. Something you can cope with, like, to help you navigate. So I go to therapy for like, not just for that. I go to therapy if I'm stressed, I'm feeling depressed. For somebody to be like, well, what will make you depressed? And sometimes things are just too heavy to deal with. And that my therapist, like I got two separate therapists. <laughs> I got yeah. the one for like my personal when it comes to relationship. And I got the one for like my experience, like my sexual abuse or, you know, my mm -hmm. uh, stuff, experience as well. Mm -hmm. So that has been helpful for me. Yeah in terms of and i just had to let things go i i feel like that person just had too much power over me 
I could see it, but the moment I decided to talk about it, I felt this lift of something lifted off of my chest. There was no burden. I didn't see myself in the same light I was seeing myself as before. So it's something switch or change, and I'm grateful for that. Like now, I walk. With, I mean, I always have confidence, right? But now I feel more content with myself. I'm not worrying about what somebody else has else have to say or the stigma that society have about people because trust me some women go through this or some men feel like oh am i going to get somebody who will love me for me or they're going to see me through the same like some people are not able to handle the fact that you're taking advantage of when you're young and you know for them it's like no i can't i can't be with somebody like this and that's something that hurt a lot of women because they start selling themselves cheap or short because they start feeling like oh i'm not enough Mm. you know oh nobody's gonna love me so let me just settle for anything mm. no you don't you're a victim of something mm. don't let that you know it's easier to say don't let that mm. i know it's hard but you don't want to let that to take a whole sh like everything of you become a, a wholesome uh, make you different from the person that god created you to be so yeah wow so you said we should normalize getting help yes um, we should normalize getting help we should start talking about it more mm. and if you're not comfortable talking about it yet like publicly start talking about it with family members mm. trust me it will help because you like you said you're talking to your sister and then you guys start realizing that oh wow so you went through this too mm. mine was more therapeutic when i started talking to my mom and she also started telling about her experience when she was young and wow. She, yeah. So that mm. was like eye-opening for me. Wow. That's heavy. And you know the biggest part for me? It was when you were um, talking about how, um, how it's mostly family members. Because when you were talking about your research, the statistics, it's yes. like 93%. 93%. Of the creators of sexual they, assault. They know the person. They know the It's, they it's just so the sad. That did it, and that's a fact. 93% they know the person. And funny enough, it say uh, victims under the age of 18, two out of three, age ages 12 to 17, are, you know, two out of three they are victims. Wow. And then under the age of 12, it's like 34%. Hmm. And then ages 12 to 17, it's like 66%. Thinking about that statistics. It's just crazy that, you know, this is happening. And think about mm -hmm. it, the amount of people who are not even talking about it, who are right. not even coming out about their, their situation. Right. So many people. So many people because mm. of the thing, uh, this the idea of like, oh, they're not saying the truth. Mm. That's their truth. That's something they went through. You weren't there when they were fighting for their life. Mm. lives. It doesn't matter. I remember one time there was this controversial uh, thing going on where this lady called out pastor who did something to her. Mm. And I remember it happening in Nigeria. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that thing people would deny. I'm like, well, your sister or your daughter have been going through something. So you don't know. Yes, not saying the person might not have changed, but that doesn't negate the fact that they did what they did. Right. Even if the person is your pastor or not. Or even if the person is your brother or not. That's the issue. They still, they still did, some, they mm. did something. Yeah. And that should come for something. They did something. That yeah. shows you that this person is not perfect. That's mm. from something called grace. It's mm. available to, it's extended to everyone. Mm. He might have done it and changed, but that doesn't negate the fact that he did it. And somebody is going to bed every day thinking about, you know, the situation. 
Right. And fighting it every single day. Yeah. We're trusting of other people except the victim. The victims, yeah. We put so much trust in people that that could be the perpetrator instead yes. of giving that victim just a little bit of that trust. Yeah. Like it's always people people um put in high places, people that are not worthy of being put in that high places and people put uh these people in high places without realizing how they could be human too. Yes. You they know? have faults. Check your guys. Don't you can't be so trusting of your guy because he's your guy yeah, and yes. say he's not worthy of assaulting a girl. What if he I, did? I you can't really be, you don't know who to trust when God, because this sexualism of a thing, it's, it's, you, you can't really trust anybody. You can't really this trust is flesh like we're talking about. Like, it's not easy. You mm-hmm. can't really, that's why even when, before my little sister passed away, I was so overprotective. Mm. Like, so overprotective. Even my little ones, my little brother, when we were on boarding school, taking care of him, I was so overprotective of him because mm. I know he can happen to little boys too. Mm. So even though I like the fact that young older people are giving him compliments, mm. I was still like, I know sometimes it's innocent compliments, mm. but I was still careful, like right. watching because it's like, no, I, I know what it can do to somebody's psyche. Yeah. And it's not easy. Mm. And are there days where you feel like you're less of a person? Yes. There are days that will come like that. But you know what I learned? The devil the devil shows you what's going to make you fall into the state of depression and less of who you are mm. than God, mm. you know. So I feel you on that. And do you think because family members are mostly the perpetrators, that's why most people don't even talk about it? Yes. You think that's yes. a huge contributor I, and, and, to that? Yes, and the fact that, oh, I want to save a family name. Mm. You know, sometimes parents know that their brothers are molesting their kids. Mm. But they won't say it because it's the brother and they don't want <sighs> what people would say. And this thing has really hurt Africans or mm. Africa as a whole. Mm. This whole mentality of what people would say, what will our neighbors say, what will society say about us, our family name. Okay, mm. why do we care more about the family name than your child health mm. and your child well-being? Why do we care about that so much? So sad. Like that it's like we so care about sad. what other people says versus our child that we went through nine more pains for. Mm. You know, or the child we've been praying to God to give us for. You know, so that whole thing about saving family name and the appearance of mm. what people say doesn't matter. Yeah. The child, you think about oh, some some will say I don't want to say it because I don't know how their friends will take it. Cause some when you're young, yeah, they'll be like oh you this person if you're having a fight. Sometimes people say insensitive stuff. But it's better you deal with it at an early stage than not dealing with it and then your child taking their lives right. because of that. And you want to like, oh, no, you knew about it, but you didn't say anything that now the person took their own life because they can't handle the shame of it, just being silent. Mm, because of what you said, right, it makes me think the impact of sexual assault and harassment has been taken so lightly. Yes. And that is why people are not moved by victim story no. because they don't know the trauma it creates in your life. They you don't know. know the weight of what this person needs to take for the rest of their life. And I think because the impact of sexual assault and harassment has been taken so lightly, mm-hmm. even people that experience it, they don't realize the trauma is giving to them. True. It makes them normalize experiences. It makes me think when I, when I talk to my young men, friends, right? Yeah. And how they talk about their first sexual encounter and how it was this neighbor girl or this girl living in their house wow. or this friend that they had that was older than them. But they don't say it from like a painful perspective mm. or a perspective of like something has gone wrong it's normalized it's so like oh man this happened but you know you know we get yeah yeah 
and for me it's because they've not even questioned the trauma he has done to them unconsciously they don't even know because the impact it makes on us has been taken so lightly yes and that is why the child who was in boarding school and a senior boy harassed you you don't really share the story because you like we move you know because yeah. when you hear boarding school stories all these crazy things that yes. happen and you take all these experiences and you ignore them like it's experience it's life it's what happened we're not questioning it we're not getting help because we don't even know no. we're not questioning the impact he has made on us definitely you know yes and that is so crazy yeah and feel like saying you know this happened you know this was it we then, move yeah it's kind of we move kind of like it's kind of like a pride thing you know just to fit into society to like construct mm. you know like okay i fit into this because that's how every guy in our minds like okay that's how every guy's every yeah. guy yeah i don't know if it's from thing. a pride perspective but it's just like it's been so normal yes that's what it's we like the look societal construct mm. right it's like i want to you know that's how everybody does it so mm. it, it's normal yeah. this is what most happens. of us yeah and that's not even cool mm. that's not even cool that's not something we, and it's hurting our kids in africa it's hurting africans as a whole Trust me, if you sit down with a couple of Africans, girls or boys, like normally, and you guys start talking about this, you realize that, oh, everyone on the table have gone through that. Like what you said, everyone on the table has gone through that. Mm. And it's something people don't talk about. Because yeah. of the, there's no safe space also. Mm. You know, that's one thing. Uh, when I started my organization, that was one thing I wanted to push a lot. Trying to create a safe space for girls. To be able to sit and talk about sexual abuse or even this uh, sex, you know, education, and all mm. of those things, mm. um, how it can affect everything. Mm. Okay, you even sexually abused. You think you're gonna have like a, just a regular normal sex life, like somebody who hasn't? Mm. No, it's not gonna be the same way. Mm. Your perspective of it has already been destroyed. Mm. You know, because you don't see even as even if you still, like forgive somebody. You still don't see it in the same light. Mm. It's just gonna take the, the grace of God to pull you through everything. It changes. People don't talk about it because of the shame, like, oh, I don't want to say this, and then I look this way. But it is the truth. Yes, I agree with you, and I also think because it's so normalized, yes, and because we're not questioning the trauma is giving us, it's easy. It makes it easier to be the perpetrator. Yes. Because, say, a, a friend of mine was giving me a reason. He doesn't even know that sexual harassment is doing to the girl. He, he was telling me about how, mm -hmm. you know, this girl, she, she's shy. And I feel like, I, I think some some African girls, because of the culture, yes. they don't know how to um, freely express their sexual sure. desires. So they can say, they don't know how to say, yes, let's do this. Or ask a man, like somebody you're dating yeah. that I'm okay with having sex with you is like you have to kind of like be shy about it yeah. so he was talking about like the girl he was dating mm -hmm. you know because of how she is raised she doesn't really say yes like so consent is not a thing between them mm -hmm. because because of how she is they don't know how to say yes or no so even when okay. she's like saying no stop he still keeps he pushing like that forward saying yes yeah because he, he, she doesn't she's there's never a moment she knows how to say wow. yes so she gets shy she's like no stop but because her like her body language does not say no, no. so even though she's saying no but that's and I feel like it's because of that normalization. Now, no is no. If you can be, if this girl you're being with does not know how to say yes, 
and know then move away because you don't want to be, be a creator of that. Yes. You get all educate her. Say girl, yes. okay. Constance is very important in this relationship. So you got to know if you're saying no, I'm gonna take a step back. I feel like we've done really justice to this topic. I, okay. I don't want to say justice, but like we're done yeah, there's more. There's, there's gonna be more parts. There's more parts of it. We feel mm -hmm. like we're gonna get some people on the podcast mm -hmm. to talk about their experiences for people to actually know. And that's how I'll go for this flight from Africa. Because mm -hmm. when we come on this flight, we come with so much baggages. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, and there are things that we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'll go be able to reach out to other people to to yeah. know let them know that understand. But you know, there are help. You can get help. In other, you know, mm. and it's not the same. Mm. You know, things are not going to be the same always. Right. You can get the help that you need. I like that you say help. It's so important because if we don't, we're going to unknowingly carry our trauma and put it on the, the people person. that we could that, give it a chance. Yes. Say somebody that last you was tall and light-skinned, and now you see tall and light-skinned men and you say you don't like them. Mm. Even somebody that wow, could be a good, good partner and support you is tall and light-skinned. I'm just using it as an example. example but because you yet to treat your trauma, you don't even know why. You're just like, yeah, I'm not attracted to tall and light skin. Yeah. Whereas it's because of that trauma, you're yet to get helpless. You don't even know you have trauma mm. because you've not visited the journey you've gone through. You True. know? Yeah. So I love that you said get help. Yeah. So I personally, yeah. this, I'm taking away from this podcast, but I'm realizing, go get help. Yeah. Talk about it. Yep. Because I never really realized how important, why you need to talk about it. Yes. But you said it takes burden off of you. Yeah. So. You take your power back. Mm. The person don't have that power over you anymore. Hey. Hey. So, yeah. I love to say that's it. really good. Yeah, guys. So, that's that's it for today. Hey. We yeah. came through, Abby. We, we shot. <laughs> we made it. So, yeah. yeah. Now, before we go, let's just, you know do the things that we do hey. pray hey. and tell papa god thank you absolutely yeah, okay uh lord we just want to say thank you thank you for giving us the freedom the ability the grace to share our story and our experiences that lord in any way um and any trauma we have to be deal with be our healing help us to heal Help us to get better. Help us to share love and produce love instead. Help us to be forgiving. And help us to act right so that we are not the creators of trauma for somebody else. Thank you for this episode. Thank you that you will help so many to heal and get better in their life journey. When Jesus will have them afraid. Amen. Amen. Hi, people. Hey. Go <laughs> mm. subscribe. Go yes. follow us on Instagram. Tell a friend. Take a screenshot. I mean, she said it all, people. All right, All right, guys. Peace. Bye.